0: Here's a question to think about, a question to uh, ponder tonight. Here's the question. What is the greatest thing that you could study, that you could learn, and that you could become proficient in? Think about that. Nothing is off limits. What is the greatest thing that you could study, that you could learn, that you could become proficient in? What area, what thing, what subject would it pay the most dividend to become fluent in that subject. Again, the possibilities are endless. Nothing is off limits to you. What would be the subject that you would like to master? Now think about that. There's all sorts of answers that we might offer. Would it be business? Would it be how to make money? Uh, how to buy and to trade and to manage real estate? And you can become an expert in that, know all the ins and the outs of that. Would it become the stock market? And maybe it's some trading scheme or penny stocks or or commodities, futures. Uh, you could be the next Warren Buffett. You can know all the stuff and be as proficient as he is. Would it be leadership? If you could learn any subject, would it be leadership? Would it be best to learn how to lead people? how to organize and manage and inspire people in your direction. John Maxwell, many others have have sold volumes on leadership. Would it be to be an expert in leadership? Or maybe today it would be technology, uh, computer programming or something like that on the cutting edge. Maybe you'd be the next Elon Musk and you could have all of that understanding uh, in your head. Or maybe it would be something totally different. Would it be baseball or golf? And you knew all of the techniques and you knew all of the things and you had all the lessons, all the coaching, all the camps uh, that you could go to and you could rise to the top to excel. No one could catch you in that sport. You know all the ins and outs. Or maybe it would be in in science or maybe medicine to be the most knowledgeable in your field, the most proficient in your field. Maybe it would be some other academic pursuit you'd like to be able to write or to speak, Uh, maybe you'd like to be the uh, master of mathematics, uh, to be such an expert that others would seek you out. If they have a question, they would find you for the answer. Or maybe it would be in the area of law or politics or government, nothing is off limits to you. Anything that you could learn, anything that you could master. Now I think about that, that's kind of fun To think about. There's a lot of things I'd like to know, a lot lot of things I'd like to learn. That's kind of an interesting thing to consider. Well, the truth is, we have the answer. We actually have the truth. And we have not just somebody's answer, not just any answer. We have the answer of the one that is infinite in wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to start off tonight and I'm going to read from Psalm chapter 19. I'm going to read the second half of the chapter, uh, a chapter we're familiar with, or we should be, but I'm going to read from Psalm chapter 19, beginning in verse 7 through verse 14. You can turn there, or you can just listen and follow along. Here's what, here's what God's Word says. The law of the Lord. Now, I want to remind us, that is a word, there's going to be several of them, that are interchangeable for the Word of God. The testimony of God, the precepts of, law, of God, the law of the Lord, all those words are interchangeable interchangeable for the word of God. It says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. Listen to these words. Restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous altogether. They are more desirable, listen to this, they are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of my hidden faults. Also keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. God tells us there are many other places as well. The greatest, most advantageous, most fruit-bearing, most valuable thing that we can know is the Word of God, to be fluent in the Word of God, to be led and directed by the Word of God. The greatest, most advantageous, most valuable thing, greater than stacks of much gold, the Bible says. It is a strange thing we do not believe that. And you say, yes, I believe it. I think we say that. We're trained to say that. But watch us in practice. It is a strange thing. For some reason, we do not believe that. We spend hours trying to learn other things. We spend small fortunes trying to be trained in other things. For some strange reason, we do not actually believe that. Do you know of all the things that I listed, now I thought about this, of all the things I listed, almost all of the things, not to say probably all of the things that I talked about already have some limitation to most of us. And I, I talk about, well, it would be great to know those things. Those things, most of them, if not all of them, already have some limitation to most of us. Let me just be honest with you. Most of us can't get enough coaching to play in the Major League Baseball. And we well, I think I could. If I just had the opportunity, that coach didn't start me when I was a junior. You remember that. Most of us, it doesn't matter how much coaching we have, we're not going to play Major League Baseball. You know what? Most of us, I could listen to Warren Buffett all the rest of the week. I don't have any money to start investing with. It wouldn't do me much good. Most of us. We're not here, we sit, most of us here are not able to get the undergraduate degree and do the prerequisite work and have the the time and the money, the, the 10, 12 years to go to medical school to be some great doctor. Most of us already have some limitation. Do you know we have all that we need to be proficient in the word of God? You know, I don't need a bunch of money to be proficient in the Word of God. You know, I have the Spirit of God to lead me. I have the Word of God. I have everything I need to be proficient in the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to move along in our study in Proverbs. And we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 22. And we're going to start tonight. We finished with the 17th verse a couple weeks ago. We're going to start back with the 17th verse. Now, it is an interesting thing. Here we go, Proverbs chapter 22, beginning in the 17th verse, and this is starting a section of 30 sayings or 30 truths to help us to be closer to God and to help us to be people of integrity as we walk with God. That's the section we're entering into. There are 30 sayings. If we will profess and, and adhere to these sayings, We will be closer to God, we'll be more like God, and we will be people of integrity as we walk with God. Really, it is a section inside of a section. We've been moving along. Well, now we find this section inside of a deeper, a broader section. Now, understand it has the same author. It is the same inspired Word of God that we've been studying, but it now has a different organization. Thirty sayings set apart, brought out of this section, for our study now very fittingly it's sometimes called the 30 sayings well tonight we're going to look at the introduction just the introduction to the 30 sayings here we have 30 things if we would adhere to them we would become wiser we would look more like god and we would have integrity in our walks with god tonight we're going to look at the introduction to just those to those 30 sayings the introduction is found in chapter 22 Verses 17 through 21. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Chapter 22, verses 17 through 21. Let's start there. I'm going to begin in chapter 22, verse 17. Verse 17 says this, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to knowledge. Now, here we go into this section of sayings, these important verses of wisdom, And it starts off, this section, incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge. Now the first verse of this section is a verse of directive. It is a command. It is actually a direction to us. It says, incline your ear and hear. So the command is, the direction is, incline your ear and hear. Now, that word, incline your ear, it means to set your ear in a position to listen. Set your ear in a position to take in God's wisdom. Now, I want you to listen. I want you to see the steps here. Be very sure it is a deliberate, mindful, intentional process. It's not just twist your head around. It is position your ear that you're able to take in the Word of God. Very simply, it is an effort that takes place. It does not happen without the effort. Here comes the 30 sayings. The author says, prepare yourself to take in the Word of God. That's our instruction. Prepare yourself, incline yourself, position yourself to be able to take in the Word of God. Now, I want to tell you that means a couple of things. There have to be a couple of things that take place for you to position yourself to take in the Word of God. Now, the first thing that has to happen is you have to prioritize it. If you're going to position yourself to take in the Word of God, you, we, have to prioritize it, which means this. You have to see the value of the Word of God And you, seeing the value of the Word of God, have to set it as a priority. Taking in the Word of God, you've got to set that as a priority. You have to place it as a higher priority than other opportunities that you have. And that's that's really the the truth of life. We have many opportunities afforded to us, but we get to choose which opportunities That we're going to set as a priority. Well, to incline our ear, we have to see the value of the Word of God, and we have to place it as a higher priority than other opportunities. Let me just tell you something. Tonight, there were 500 things that you could have done besides be here tonight. Some of you may say 600. There's a lot of things you could have done. You could have gone and got a hamburger. You could have mowed your yard. You could have went and started to fuss with the neighbor. There's a lot of things that you could have done tonight. This morning, there were were a thousand things that you could have done this morning. There's this thing and that thing, get ahead on that thing, catch up on that thing. There are a thousand things that you could have done this morning, but you have to see the value of the Word of God. You have to prioritize the value of the Word of God, and you have to seize the opportunity. You have to set it as a priority. A whole lot of folks will say, I love the Word of God. A whole lot of folks will say, I need the Word of God. The problem is they've got a whole lot of other priorities that are pushing out the opportunities that we have to study and to know the Word of God. So the first thing you have to do is you have to prioritize it. If you're going to incline your ear to hear the Word of God, it has to be a priority. Second thing is this. You have to capitalize on it. You have to capitalize on it which, let me just break it into, into easy terms, it's this, you have to do it. You have to just do it. To, you have to take God's word and you have to actually take it in. You have to incline your ear that it goes in. You have to actually take in the word of God. Now, let me tell you what that looks like. Time reading the word of God. Time set aside to study the word of God. Time to memorize the word of God. Time to be in Bible studies tonight on Wednesday night to, to study the Word of God, time to hear sermons where the Word of God is preached. You have to actually capitalize on it and have a time when the Word of God is taken in. We think, evidently, that that just happens. Well, you got saved, Holy Spirit God lives in you? Well, you're all set. It just happens. You ought to know the Word of God. We somehow think that is effortless. When I went to church sometimes, I did a few things, and that has just happened to me. Well, to incline our ear is an effort. We have to capitalize on the opportunity and actually take in the Word of God. If you do not incline your ear to the Word of God and have a time when you take in the Word of God, here's what will happen. You will not take in the Word of God you won't take in the Word of God. We have to prioritize it. We have to make it a priority. We have to work everything else around that priority, and we have to capitalize on the opportunity to take in the Word of God. Now, that's just half the verse. The other half of the verse says this, and apply your mind to knowledge. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, And apply your mind to my knowledge. Now, the word apply there is an interesting word. In the original language of the Hebrew, it means to set, to fix, to appoint. And here's my my favorite translation. To concern. Now, listen to that now. We have to concern our minds with God's Word. We have to fix our minds on God's Word, but we have to concern our minds on the Word of God. Hear it, yes. Listen to it, yes. But this is thinking about it. This is actually setting it as an issue, a concern in our minds. Let me tell you the truth. Satan has tried, and I'll just be honest with you, and is... Succeeding in robbing us in this day of our minds. And I'll just tell you, that's the culture we live in, that's the world we're, we're living in. Satan is succeeding in robbing us of our minds. Here's, here's what Satan wants us to be Satan wants us to be empty, Satan wants us to be numb, Satan wants us to be thoughtless. Satan wants us to be mindless and Satan wants us to sit and be void of any real thought. And that's his goal. That's his mission. It's a battle for your mind and he wants you to be numb. He wants you to be thoughtless. He wants you to be mindless. God, on the other hand, here's what he wants us to be. He wants us to be wide eyed. He wants us to be thinking. He wants us to be pondering. He wants us to be considering. He wants us to take the plumb line of his word and be evaluating all things against his word. And here's the deal. That takes an effort. Again, just like before, that that has to be deliberate. We have to be engaged in order to do that. Satan comes along and says, look at this screen. He says, look at these things. Put your, put your mind in neutral, have mindless activities all around you, fill up your time with, with mindless things. God says, open your eyes, be amazed, and check everything with the Word of God. Remember, I don't know what, what school's like anymore, but remember Cliff's Notes. Cliff's Notes, I don't know when they came out, but Cliff's Notes are the greatest thing ever for a high school student. They say, well, here's the book we're gonna read, and we're gonna read it, and we're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna write a paper on it, we're gonna take a test on it. And man, there's kids, and I don't know what's wrong with those kids, but they grab the book and they start reading it, and you get over and they have things underlined, and they got a notebook of things, and here's me, it's Thursday night before everything's due on Friday. And I go over to my friend's house and say, Didn't you get the Cliff notes on that? I'm not even fast on getting the Cliff notes. And I just look at the notes. Well, here's here's the main character. Here's what I need to know. Today we live in a world where there's this thing and it's, it's you see it everywhere. It's called whatever the subject for dummies. Cooking for dummies. Auto mechanics for dummies. Church pastors for dummies. And people just grab the book. Here's the book. Let's just grab the book. Whatever for dummies. I'll be a good one by the end of the week. Now we have Google. And so I don't even have to go get the book for dummies. I just Google whatever. I can at least talk like I know something and we Google everything. Listen, when it comes to the word of God, that's what we want. Somebody give me the Bible for dummies. Somebody give me a a verse with a couple points that I can talk about and act like I know something. Somebody give me the, the Cliff Notes version and the truth is God wants us to study his word, to be in his word, to know his word. Psalmist tells us, He thinks about the Word of God. He gets up thinking about it. He considers it as he goes out of his gate. He he thinks about it when he comes back in his gate, when he lies in his bed at night. We are to be thinking about engaging our minds in the Word of God. Verse 18, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you that they may be ready on your lips. And climb your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you that they may be ready on your lips. Now, there's a great word there, the word pleasant. It is a Hebrew word that means sweet, delightful. Let me just tell you something. I don't, I don't know if you're where I'm at, but I've had all I want of brash, of course, of loud, of hard. Everybody's, they want to make a point and the news channels are screaming and the politicians are screaming and that group is screaming, I've had enough of of hard and, and coarse. You know what sounds good? Sweet, delightful. That's what it says, sweet, pleasant, delightful. I want you to see this. The person that has put in the effort and they have done the work. Now you, you could probably point these folks out. And they have inclined their ear and they've positioned themselves to take in the word of God. And they've considered the word of God. They have thought about the word of God. They've evaluated it. And in the process, guess what happens? It becomes part of them. As they take it in, as they think about it, as they pray about it, as they as they study it, it actually begins to become part of them and it begins to shape them and their character begins to change and and their actions, their responses, their words begin to change. Thy word I have hidden in my heart and it becomes part of them. Even their disposition is sweeter. It says here, ready on your lips. One of my favorite things, and there's, there's people like this, one of my favorite things is to be around people that can speak verses. That when you're talking to them, you say, well, I don't know about that. And they say, well, the Bible says this. Or you're talking to them, they say, well, the Word of God says that. Or you say, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm, I'm ready to throw a fit and go choke somebody. And they say, the Word of God says this. And they, they speak verses. They, they talk the wisdom of God straight, quoting the Word of God God has said this, and they actually don't have to go look it up. It's become such an ingrained part of them that when they speak, it comes out of them. For it will be pleasant, sweet, delightful, if you keep them within you. Then they may be ready on your lips, verse 19, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have taught you today, even you. Verse 20 with it. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? Here's a question. Why study the Word of God? Why invest? Why put in the hours? Why shut out the other things? And that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to trade some of these things, these opportunities for this opportunity. Why make it a priority? It's it's hard to understand. It's hard to do. Why study the Word of God? Listen, it is because in knowing God's Word that you know God. And I, I know people say, oh, I wish I knew God, and I wish I knew Him better, and what I know of Him is awesome. How you know God is in knowing God's Word, and that grows in us, And that grows in us and the more of of God's word that we read and the more of God's word that we consider and we ponder, we grow in the knowledge of God. And then listen, and in knowing God, you gain peace and confidence in the truth that you can trust God. In knowing God, you grow in peace and confidence that you can trust God. And let me tell you what happens then. When the hard times come and they're coming, when the storms of life come and listen, they're coming, you're able to say, you know what, I know that God is faithful. And I know he's never left me and he's never forsaken me. And I know that God knows me. He says he's the God that knows me, that he loves me, that he cares for me. I know he's the God that sees me. I know he's my hope. I know he is the God that saves my Savior God. I know he's my rock. I know he's my strong tower, a present help in the day of trouble. I know my God. And so I have peace and confidence as I trust my God. So that your trust may be in the Lord is what the Bible says. That is why we study the word of God. That our trust would be in the word of God. Let me tell you something. Trust misplaced will end in heartache. And if your trust is in you never being sick, if your trust is in a financial position, if your trust is in a person, I don't care how beloved they are, Your trust misplaced will always end in heartache. You know who you can trust? You can trust God. You know who never lets you down? God will never let you down. You know the rock that'll stand is our Savior, God. A faith, a trust in Him will never be disappointed. There's a word here that I love, and I I looked it up, and, and I love this word. It's the word excellent. Excellent. Things have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge. I want to tell you this. I am tired of focusing on anything that's not excellent, and our our view is filled with things that are dumb, that are stupid, that are that are not excellent. And I am tired of focusing on anything that's not excellent. It is a waste of time. It is a waste of thought. It is sad, and I'll just tell you, it is dumb. But let me tell you something else. Friends, God's word is excellent. You want to think about something that's excellent, you focus on God's word. The word excellent means excels above the rest, lifts up above the rest. You want to put your mind on something good, something excellent, you spend time in the word All right, verse 21. To make you know, listen to this, to make you know the certainty of the words of truth that you may correctly answer him who sent you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I questioned God's word more when I wasn't in it very much. And I could hear a verse that, well, I don't, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. Well, God says this, well, maybe he meant something else. I question God's word a lot more when I wasn't in it that much. Let me tell you this, the more I am in it, the more I believe it. And the more I'm in it, the, you better believe it, I trust it. And I've come to know God's word is truth, and the truth will always stand, and I can be confident in that, and I don't know, I have to shrink back as long as I'm proclaiming the Word of God. The more I'm in the Word of God, the more I learn to trust it. I go back, I used this example a couple weeks ago. It's the same example of the the cookie sheet that you pull out of the oven. And you pull it out of the oven and it's 425 degrees and you set it there and here's what can happen. You can have books on why not to put your hand on the cookie sheet. You can have classes on it. You can go to a whole semester of that's hot and it'll burn you if you put your hand on it. You can have tests and midterms. You can go to classes on it. You can watch videos. I guarantee you, you leave here, you can YouTube videos on why not to put your hand on a cookie sheet and there'll be people, one after another, putting their hands on a cookie sheet. You can bring in a panel of experts. You can have them knock on your door, bring in seven people, set them down and say, I want you to tell me why I should never put my hand on a cookie sheet. But let me tell you something. Once I put my hand on the cookie sheet myself, you know what I don't need? Classes, videos, experts, I trust that the cookie sheet is hot. Let me tell you something. When you'll endeavor into the Word of God and you'll study the Word of God and you'll set your mind and your ear to be inclined to take in the Word of God, you'll set your mind to study the Word of God. Here's what it says. You will have your answer. What about marriage? You'll have your answer. What about Kids. You'll have your answer. Life is hard. It's it's complex. It's complicated. I don't know what to do in this situation. If you will do these things, here's what the verse says. You will trust God and you will have your answer. God's word is truth. God's word will stand. In it are the answers. And then the biggest point of all that is this. In it is the answer, Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I don't know that I can ever preach a sermon that I don't come back to Jesus. In the word of God, we have the answer, the living word, Jesus. How are we not gonna wanna spend time if we're gonna know Jesus? How are we not gonna wanna spend time if we're gonna have a deeper love for Jesus? In the word, we have the answer. In the word, we have Jesus. I'm gonna ask if you'll stand, please. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Dear Father, we come. We praise you for your word. I pray as we hear this, if we're a, a kid, if we're a college student, if we're a senior adult, if we're raising kids, if we're, if we're single, I pray as we hear this, Lord, that we would be encouraged to set your word and the study of it as a priority in our life, that we would quit being mindless and we would set our minds on the truth of God's word, that we would grow in your knowledge. I pray, Lord, in that that we would grow in our knowledge of you and that as we do that, I know we'll grow in our trust of you and that we'll be a people set aside, different, faithful, obedient, and that we would please you in that. And, Lord, I thank you that you tell us that when the tough things of life happen, you have given us our answers. Lord, help us adhere to them. We come and I thank you for this Lord's Day. I thank you for your truth. I pray that we be consumed with it, agents of it, and I thank you most of all for Jesus, the hope of your word, the truth of your word. Lord, I pray that we're agents, ambassadors of the good news of Jesus. I pray for the folks here tonight, bless them, encourage them. Those that are listening in some other means, bless them, encourage them as well. And I pray that we will be useful to you to point to you and lift up the name of our Savior. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.